Hello and welcome to Hardcover Hose, a long-distance book club where two book lovers express their feelings on their book of the moment via podcast. I am one half of your host, Sam Dixon. And I'm Sammy Squirstead. Together we have combed through book talk, combined our to-be-read lists, and now we intend to make our way through them one book at a time. We'd love for you to come along with us and join the discussion. There is actually no book of the moment for this episode. <gasps> Gasp. Mm-hmm. Gasp, right? <laughs> Instead, this is a bonus episode wherein the two of us will be going through our love languages, Myers-Briggs personalities, and our Enneagram numbers, all while mildly intoxicated. You didn't read the smiley face that I added there. Smiley face. (laughs) All right. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Yes. So I, I think my gummy's hitting like right now. (laughs) as we speak (laughs) i'm also sipping on some wine so oh good i almost did that i made a coffee instead but i was like get wine i don't know maybe i'll have wine now this late no (laughs) i fully made a latte (laughs) i don't get i don't know i do not understand how you sleep like that i just recently had this conversation not 5 p.m it's 7 p.m it's It's 7 30 30 yeah i recently had this conversation with Esty where i i think i like partially numbed my body to caffeine in college when because worked, I would co- uh, no not even working just like classes like I would go into school a coffee to get breakfast class. yeah and I would get a coffee in the morning and then right after my first class I would get a latte and then after my second class I would have finished that and I would go sit in the library and I would usually get another coffee of some sort mm-hmm. and then if I had a night class I would get another coffee so I probably used to have like Eight, eight shots of espresso, espresso per day. <laughs> so now I just like don't feel it when I have caffeine. Sometimes I do, but wow, not often. I if I have any caffeine after twelve p.m., I won't fall asleep until three a.m. that night. Really? Wow. Yeah, I'm so sensitive to caffeine; it's embarrassing. Honestly, I'm glad it works for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just painfully tired all the time. That's true. <laughs> And there's no nothing that can help me. Okay, but I get the thing. I get the thing with caffeine where it doesn't do anything to my brain. I'll still mm-hmm. feel tired in my brain, but my body's like anxious and jittery. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that happens to me sometimes. I, okay. I do get the body effects of caffeine. I think. I think the stuff that for like I did an entire pre-calc class in a mm-hmm. summer session. Okay. I did that shit on yerba mates, and I've never had one. Okay, I had one each day I was working on school, and I got an A in the class. And I literally think <laughs> it's because of yerba mates. Like, that's, like, one of the only caffeinated drinks where I actually felt, like, awake. Well, now I gotta try it. I'll get. I'll pick There's one up so much before sugar. Monday, and I'll it's try obscene. it on Monday. It is obscene. Is there? Yeah. I like the Enlightened Mint one, though. So okay. get that one. I'll, that's I'll my favorite. That one. Shout out it. to yerba mate. <laughs> yeah, sponsor us, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try your drinks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um so anyways. <laughs> right. We are um so I've listened to like I'm I love Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning. And I've listened to their podcast Ear Biscuits for probably like since it since they started it. Mm-hmm. And one of the I think they did two separate episodes about this, like one week after another. Um, one of the really fun conversations they had on a podcast episode was talking about their Enneagram numbers and that I had no idea what that was until I listened to that episode Mm -hmm. so 
we've been talking for a while about doing an episode with Enneagram numbers, and then we kind of just got excited and added a bunch of other things that we're going to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't do Buzz. We didn't do a What House Are You or like those BuzzFeed ones, you know? The stupid BuzzFeed quizzes. We'll do one at the end. <laughs> okay, we'll find one. <laughs> those are like two seconds to do them. So that's uh, true. I can, I can allow that kind of dead air. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so your Enneagram number, there's basically like nine possible numbers that people can have. Mm-hmm. And it's like the kind of person you are uh, based on like that kind of number. So there's only like nine kinds of people basically is the idea. And there are but, more variations right. in Myers-Briggs. Well, and there's also oh. slight more variations in Enneagram because yeah, where you did have you a wing. get the whole wing seven thing for me? I Googled it because I know I remember – Rhett and Link talking about the fact that they are something wing something. So I like looked up what, what that meant. And it basically means that you, whatever number you're on, you are, there's mm-hmm. obviously one number to the left and one number to the right of that number. And whichever one of those categories you score higher in is like oh. your paired number. So oh. I looked at yours to see like, because you sent me a Nine was minuscule. Right. Yeah, crazy. And I'm a six wing five and the seven was like, it was kind of close, I think, honestly, Uh in my test. But um, I am a six wing five. So all of these like being a six means one thing. And then being a six wing five means like another thing because you are like joining in with another type of number. Um, So I guess we can start with an Enneagram since we're talking about it. Yeah. Okay. So you what is the title what number are you and what is the title for your number eight w seven because you told me the w seven part right right right. title um i don't know what my title is but it says like the first thing it says like eights are motivated by the desire to be independent and take take charge of themselves and others oh yeah you're like the achiever or something there no 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 no. the achievers are three the achiever hold on wait Enneagram eight W seven eight. No, no, just the eight part. Okay. Has right. the you are a type eight, the kind of vibe. Okay. You are the challenger. Right, the challenger. Okay, go ahead. Okay. They are assertive personalities and passionate about life, which they approach with vigor and confidence. <laughs> so, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I think I just really don't know myself is the thing. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was taking these quizzes. Because I, I ended up taking, like, four or five because I chose a couple where, like, you would get to the end, like, okay, calculating your results. And then it's, like, pay only nineteen ninety nine to see your results. And so, like, okay. some of them, they give you, like, you just have to pay the $20 for, like, the advanced pack. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but they give you, like, basic, like, the basic stuff of it. I guess. Interesting. Okay. Yes. So I took, like, a couple on accident. But it's the same questions every time. Yeah. Like, literally the same exact type questions. Um, right. And so I kept taking – like, I think there I literally answered the same question four times, at least one or two. And I genuinely don't know if I answered it the same way each time. Really? I, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I feel like – like, I think I'm, like, stuck between the person I want to channel or, like, manifest and ideally be – one day and like Mm -hmm. the change the stuff i'm trying to work on to get to that version of me 
I don't know if I'm stuck between that and like where I'm actually at right now. I think I'm just like going through a lot of life changes and I'm like, I don't <laughs> yeah, know what fair. I like. And I'm like, I don't know what I like. I don't know what, like where I actually find joy in life or where I feel the most comfortable. I kind of just right. gen- generally feel uncomfortable in every situation ever. Me? So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, some of the questions are literally like, mm, you know, are, do you feel uncomfortable in this type of social situation or are you comfortable with um confrontation or like if someone says something really like racist or homophobic will you like and i'm like i did realize a lot family saying stupid shit or Mm -hmm. like i'll call like if something if i know something's not right i'll say something or i'll do something about it That has definitely increased. Like, I I don't know if I would have answered, like, yes, I will, um, like, a couple years ago. But I Mm -hmm. think I just had to do it so many times throughout the last couple of years and actually be like, actually, you need to figure this out about yourself because we're not tolerating that anymore. Um, I've had to have that conversation many a times. And so now I'm, like, confident that, yeah, no, I do say something. Um, so there are a lot of questions like that, actually, I felt yeah. like, or maybe they I, just I stood out to me. No, I agree. I felt, so, I felt those, there are a few of those as well. And the thing is, is like, I don't think I, those like core parts of my personality, mm-hmm. but for both the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs, it's like, I think it was very related to like those questions heavily influenced my results, which is interesting. interesting. Yeah. Because, okay. Because it's like the challenger is like yeah, right. The challenger, know, <laughs> the challenger, the challenge shit. Yeah, yeah. And then my we don't have to talk about Myers Briggs yet, but mine was like the exact same thing, which I guess makes sense. There's consistency, but I feel like I I am the only thing about my consistency is my inconsistency. In, in, I'm getting high now. My inconsistency. <laughs> you know, does that make yeah. sense? Yes, that does make sense. That does make sense. Yeah. So um, that's where I'm at with that. I don't relate to my results. Long story short. I do, but I don't. Uh, so when when you were first going to take it, I recall saying, like, I wonder what you're going to get because in the way I answered my questions, I got something that I feel like we could both get. <laughs> so I just want to preface, too, that, like, when I was looking at my results, I am a six, but it was very close to me being a three, which is what I thought I mine was going was, to be. Mine was closest to me being a four. Interesting. Which I looked up and I related to so much more. So a three is like the achiever or something like this. Okay. Uh, which, validation bitch. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And I thought I was going to be a three. And the only reason I knew what a three was is because Rhett is a three. And mm-hmm. I very much think that we are similar people. So I was kind of thinking that was what I was going to get. But I think when you hear what I did get, it will just be very funny to you. So I, uh, I am a six, which is called the loyalist, which is like good. I also consider myself loyal. Um, uh-huh. But here's the little like description. The committed, okay. security-oriented type. <laughs> Engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. <laughs> My entire Enneagram is like, you're an anxious little motherfucker. Like that's the whole thing. The whole thing is you need therapy. It, yeah, it says your yeah. basic fear is of being without support and guidance. This is true. Your basic desire is to have security and support. This is true. Uh-huh. And with the wing five, I am called like the defender or something. 
Mm, okay, that make that does make sense. Because I'm afraid of losing guidance and stability. And so because of that, I'm a skeptic. Okay. So I like huh. defend my things, but <laughs> not others. <laughs> that that does kind of fit. Um, and yeah, I, I thought it was very funny that the key factor on the Enneagram like uh, quiz site that we used was uh-huh. like, <laughs> you're scared. Of yeah. <laughs> I was like, I am. That's true. Okay. It's so true. You know me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my TikTok for you page. You know me. <laughs> yeah, legitimately. I think Enneagrams are very interesting. Do we match up with each other? Isn't there a way to like compatibility? Your, yeah. Probably. Can yeah, I yeah. quickly describe four, which was my second highest? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. This is the one I was like, okay, that's me through and through. Like, fours are self-aware, sensitive, and reserved. They are emotionally honest, creative, and personal, but can also be moody and self-conscious. Withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective, (laughs) they can also feel disdainful and exempt from ordinary ways of living. They typically have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. At their best, they are inspired and highly creative. They're able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. Basic fear that they have no identity or personal significance. Basic (laughs) desire is to find themselves and their significance to create an identity. Well, damn. (laughs) That was a little on the nose, wasn't it? See, doesn't that one make more sense for me? Yeah, I really do wonder, like, what is the what are the questions that are putting us over? You know? Yeah, I because I really was was so standing up for three. Yeah, Yeah, probably, probably. And I think I was like, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. I just spilled wine. Oopsies. Oopsies. Was... Is it red or white? It's it's red, but it's just on my desk. Oh. You're Wowzers. Fine. I really... I was fully, like... the re... I was swirling the wine around in my glass because it looked pretty. So... Me? <laughs> that's how I know I'm high. <laughs> um, I found our compatibility. Are we compatible? Yeah, we are, actually. Oh, cool. Enneagram sixes and eights can build an extraordinarily strong, long-lasting relationship on what is, at root, a defensive view of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Both types feel that most people in in the world are selfish and untrustworthy. We both do feel like this. And that the world is highly unpredictable. Uh, Da-da-da-da. So you're the one who takes care of yourself and your own interests. Um. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm skipping ahead because <laughs> not all of this is like. So our alliance can be solid and deep. We bonded with each other. Uh, your relationship may change over time, but you're not indifferent to each other. We embody, uh, embody. We admire each other. Blah blah blah. Things like this. Okay. Um, which I think is I can cute. Dig it. Do you want to know what our potential trouble spots or issues would be? Yeah. Hiding our emotions. (laughs) It says both sixes and eights are emotional. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I'm glad we're compatible. That's fun. I know. What would happen (laughs) if we weren't? I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Our Enneagrams today said that we weren't compatible. We're ending the podcast here. that's funny um so did you ever did you see anything about your enneagrams like healthy levels no okay then we don't have to talk about that but did you did you see this like weird little have you seen the little chart where your number points to two other numbers 
No. Okay. I'm on the Enneagram Institute website. Okay. Okay. I think I have yours open too. Oh, oh, no, oh, oh, oh. I have four open for this. One and two is the, what it points to. Interesting. So growth and stress. <laughs> Interesting. Hold on. Sorry. I was turning my phone on. Do not disturb. So it means, okay, like the moving in the direction right. of emotions. So, no, no, no. So it is oh. if one of those things you are experiencing a lot, you can move to that number. So oh, if you're growing, cool. you become like a better version of your number. So for example, I'm a six. So if I grow, I become a nine. And if I put, if I have more stress in my life, then I am just going to go to a three, which is the achiever. Oh. You get me? What's one and two? I don't know. Look them up. Let's see. Okay. Enneagram one. Yep. Is the reformer. I'll look up two. Rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Okay. Twos are the helper, the caring, interpersonal type, generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive. Okay. So is the two for the stress? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) No, it does, right? Yeah. No, it does. It does. Interesting. Twos are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. Interesting. Your basic desire is to feel loved. <laughs> did we just have a conversation about this? Yeah, we really did. <laughs> oh. Basic fear of being unwanted or unworthy of being loved. Oh, Jesus Stop. Christ. Stop. <laughs> okay. Okay, moving on. Um, I was just Come interested. for me. I was just really interested in, like, the direction. I want to know what a nine is because that's if I have, like, actual growth. Let's see. Yeah, find out. Nine. My Google search after this is going to be annoying as fuck. Uh, The Peacemaker is a nine. Easygoing, self-effacing type. Receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. (laughs) So if I stop being so stressed out and accept life for the way you're gonna that have it is. an entirely like personality change <laughs> complete opposite that yeah, is who wants to be complacent what? i know what the fuck go with so the flow? a basic fear of a nine is the is of loss and separation which is kind of fair because my biggest fear is abandonment yeah um and your basic desire is to have inner stability with and like a peace of mind interesting mm-hmm. And if I was a nine, never mind. I was, I don't know. I was going to compare to the nine and the one, nine and the eight, but it doesn't really matter. I'm interesting. I am officially self identifying as a four. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. I think you can do that. That's fine. <laughs> it, they were really close. The eight and the four were really close. Right. I was really close to the achiever. Which I think makes sense, but I think, and I truly do think if I had less anxiety, I would be a three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Do you have um, further remarks on the Enneagram section of today's episode? <laughs> no. I think okay. I'm good. I think it makes the most sense to move into, like, personality, Myers-Briggs. Yeah. So let's do that. Okay. So what are your letters? I am an ENFP-T. 
I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It starts with an E because I'm an extrovert, apparently. Extrovert. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, so I was telling you over text, like, I had to take this test, like, more than once. Like, in every psych class I've ever taken, they make you take this test. And every single time I got it, like, in high school and, like, early college, I was always an INTJ. Or an ENTJ. Like, it was, it used to say, like, E slash I if you were, like, completely 50-50 on the line. Which I definitely think I used to be. Um, I've changed. Yeah. I am am now an INFJ. Okay. So I'm in full introvert. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. What is your, uh, what is the title for yours? The campaigner. Campaigner. Okay. What are you? I'm the advocate. Ooh, we could join up. That sounds great. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. What is your, uh, are you on the 16personalities.com? Yes, it says campaigners are enthusiastic, creative, and sociable free spirits who can always find a reason to smile. <laughs> <laughs> See, really? I'm just taking these tests wrong. <laughs> That's really interesting. I just like, I have what I literally what every single question I was I had to sit because you told me you're like oh it takes like five like five ish minutes to take right yeah I went to take it and it took me like 18 (laughs) minutes because I genuinely for every question I had to like sit there and be like wait how do I feel in those situations do I would I do this do I do that? I don't know. Would I'm I want to do happy. that, but don't actually? Yeah, you were, which I think is probably I'm the like, most ding, honest ding, way ding, ding. to take it because I totally just started overthinking things and yeah. did not give an accurate read of who I actually am. That so. was me on the love language test. I was overthinking, I think, every single question. Oh, I was not. See, I was trigger happy on that one. <laughs> I was like, I know exactly what I like and don't like right now. Learning. <laughs> Um, I've been through this recently. Yeah. True. Advocates uh, are said to be the rarest personality type of all, but they (gasps) certainly, I know I'm special, (laughs) but they pick me, pick me. Um, But they certainly leave their mark on the world. Idealistic and principled. They aren't content to coast through life. They want to stand up and make a difference. Oh, about that. For advocate personalities, success doesn't come from money or, I don't know about that, or status, but from seeking fulfillment helping others, and being a force for good in the world. I mean, it makes me sound like a good person. (laughs) Um, It says I have a lot of lofty goals and ambitions, which I do think are true. And I'm, like, constantly seeking purpose is one of the things. Yeah. So if you're on the 16 personalities and you scroll down, can you see, like, actors and characters that are your type? Let me re-go on 16 personalities. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay. Um I did just do a quick Google of mine. Okay. And like what are there any up. that stand out to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Uh-oh. quite embarrassing actually. Okay. Um, who who? Okay. Um I took a list or I took a screenshot. Some were very random. Anna from Frozen. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> Willy Wonka from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, okay. <laughs> Genie from Aladdin. Okay. Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, also Olaf from Frozen. 
Um, Motherfucker's giving you Disney characters. I know. I think they're just saying you're autistic. Jessica Day from New Girl. (laughs) And Michael Scott from The Office. Oh, that was funny, dude. This is a bad... I don't want to be like any of these... No. (laughs) Well, now mine feel funny because yours are, like, actually funny and mine are, like... What are yours? Oh, you will like the people? That's embarrassing. Oh. Like Martin Luther King. Cool <laughs> with me. Harley Quinn and you got Martin Luther King. Uh, I also got Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Oh my god. And perhaps my favorite, like the most satisfying thing ever, which was the only reason I really like was excited to talk about this. Matt Murdock. No way. Daredevil, bro. No. I was like, what? And then I was like, I guess the advocate makes sense, right? He's like a lawyer. (laughs) Wait, I need to see what 16 personality says. Because maybe Google just gave me the embarrassing ones. I mean, I got some that were, I think, probably. I mean, I got Atticus Finch. I got a lot of lawyers, okay? (laughs) Okay, yeah. I think that makes sense, though. I think that means I'm in the right career path. (laughs) Wait, where did, oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, Campaigners, you may know. That is that it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, these are. Some of these, hmm, okay. Well, <laughs> nope. Not... Spider Man, that's that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. <laughs> um, most of these I do not. Uh, spider- so, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh. Will Smith. <laughs> oh. Okay. Russell Brand. Will Smith. Russell Brand, ooh. Quentin okay. Tarantino. Oh. <laughs> Robin Williams and Robert Downey Jr. Okay, okay. I don't get it. I got Lady Gaga. That's fun. Hita Malark from The Hunger Games. Okay, interesting. Uh, Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City. Hey. And Piper Chapman from Orange is the New Black. Oh my god, Piper was so annoying. <laughs> I know! Most of these characters Wait are... a minute. <laughs> Ellen and fucking... Uh, well, yeah. Whatever, that, it's fine. That's funny. I... Hmm. Yeah, but then... Okay, so then some of the like other stuff, because then it goes to like, strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Um. Oh, I didn't read the long thing about mine, but that's fine. Friendly and Outgoing devoted to enriching their relationships and their social lives. Hmm. Okay, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. In their unique way, campaigners can be quite introspective. These personalities okay. believe that everything and everyone is connected and they live for the glimmers of insight and that they can gain into these connections. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's go to strengths and weaknesses. Yep. We've got, I'm curious. I can find beauty and fascination <laughs> in nearly anything. Okay. That's true. I, I agree that, with that. I agree you. with that too. Perspect, um, to people with personality type, no one is unimportant, which might explain how they can pick up on even the subtlest shifts in another person's mood or expression. I think that's very accurate for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm enthusiastic. When something captures their imagination and inspires them, <laughs> campaigners want to share it with anyone who will listen. Mm-hmm. That okay. sounds about right. That's fair. <laughs> um, I'm an excellent communicator. Brim, I brim with things to say, but can be caring listeners as well. 
even people who aren't particularly oh that's not true even people who aren't particularly sociable or agreeable okay um i'm festive i live for deep meaningful conversations but i can also be spontaneous and lighthearted. i'm okay. good-natured uh friendly disposition okay weaknesses i'm a people pleaser right i am uncomfortable with the prospect <laughs> of being disliked <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to maintain the peace, they may compromise on things that matter to them or allow other people mm. to treat them poorly. <laughs> and when Dang. they fail to win someone over, they might lose sleep trying to figure out what to do about it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm unfocused. The thrill of a new project, especially one that involves collaborating with other people, can bring out the best in campaigners. But this personality type is known for having... Ever-evolving interests, meaning that campaigners may find it challenging to maintain, maintain discipline and focus over the long term. Interesting. I think that's kind of accurate. I think so, too. You love also... to pick up a hobby. Hey, do I? What's yeah, the last hobby kinda. I picked up? You'll go through, like, a I'm doing a painting phase for a while, <laughs> and then you drop it, and then you go pick it up later. I think, like, <laughs> also, true. when we've gone in, when you've gone, like, we went into a big reading slump last year at the same time, basically. Uh-huh. But then you pick it back up and you're so, like, <laughs> ready for it again, you know? Yeah, that's true. I think it's just, like, not a lot. It just kind of bounces around. Yeah, yeah. Back and forth. It bounces around. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm also disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which causes stress in my life. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm overly accommodating. Yeah. I call be called to uplift others and they might fi- may find themselves saying yes whenever anyone asks them for guidance or help. Yikes. Um, can become overcommitted with too little time and energy to tackle the necessities of their own lives. Mm. Mm-hmm. Overly optimistic. Interesting. Um, campaigners' rosy outlook can lead them to make well-intentioned but naive decisions. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I'm also restless mood aren't we all (laughs) inner idealism can leave them with a nagging feeling that some major areas of their life just aren't good enough whether that's their work their home life or their relationships interesting Mm. Hmm. career paths wait quickly okay i just want to know what what can i do we'll we'll go there together okay okay you do yours yeah so my strengths are that i'm creative Uh uh-huh uh Advocates aren't exactly like everyone else, but that's a wonderful thing. People with this personality type embrace their creative side, always on the lookout for opportunities to express themselves. Interesting. I'm insightful. These personalities know all too well <laughs> that appearances can be misleading. <laughs> I just got that why you laughed. <laughs> I was going to say before I forgot that I can't feel my feet, so we're having a good time. Yeah. Um. Advocates tr- strive to move beyond superficiality and seek out the deeper truths in life. Principled activists, activi- oh. advocates, mm-hmm. <laughs> advocates tend to have strong beliefs and values, particularly when it comes to matters of ethics. I think that's true. I think that's also true. Passionate advocates crave a sense of purpose in life. Um, and altruistic people with this personality type aren't happy to succeed at another person's expense advocates want to use their strengths for the greater good and they rarely lose sight of how their words and actions might affect others Hmm. blah 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 
my weaknesses are extremely okay. accurate. Okay. Uh, sensitive to criticism. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Reluctant to open up. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectionistic. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Avoiding the ordinary. Okay. And prone to burnout. <laughs> oh, good Lord. That was really like... On the nose. FBI cameraman sent that (laughs) in. (laughs) Legitimately. Legitimately. On the nose. Yeah. We can go to career paths now. Okay. I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay, okay. I like this really... um, I identified with this. Okay. I don't identify with characters that I are also... Oh, what does that say about me? Shit. Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Campaigners are known for having a wealth of ideas, interests, and hobbies to the extent that they may struggle to fit everything that they care about into their lives. It's no surprise, then, that choosing a career path can leave people with this personality type feeling overwhelmed or scattered. They may feel pulled in multiple directions, uncertain of how to honor their passions and keep their options open while pulling in a steady paycheck. Interesting. Campaigners can use their boundless curiosity and imagination to propel themselves forward in nearly any profession. Wow. I think that's really accurate to you. I just think about that. It was the quote from Mm -hmm. what book? It was like choosing. It was, oh, Addie LaRue. Like choosing one thing meant not choosing a hundred more. And like that struck me my core. I'm like, oh, that is the type of anxiety that I feel. Yeah, the too many what ifs. The too many, like, I could live a life being in doing this, but maybe the other thing is my calling, and that's the thing I'm best at. And if I don't choose that one thing, or then I'm not choosing, but then I could be like really good at this, and I, I'll it's just a black hole. That's interesting because we our things are a little bit similar in okay. that way. Mine says advocates long to find a career that aligns with their values and their dreams, a career that allows them to fulfill their unique mission in this world. For these personalities, a job isn't satisfying if it doesn't offer a deeper sense of purpose, no matter how good the salary is. The good news is that people with this personality type can use their creativity and determination to find work that suits their needs in just about any field. Right. Interesting. Huh. And I also have trouble deciding which job is best for them because they're able to imagine so many possibilities. True. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Does it, do you see like under the, I don't know what your, I probably, I actually don't know what the next heading for you is. Workplace habits? No, 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 no. In this, in the reading, in the article oh. part. Yeah. I have like another heading and then it says like, there's kind of like a, not a list, like bullet point list, but a list and a sentence of like careers, like jobs. Uh-huh. Okay. What are yours? Uh, I I just kind of blacked out. What did you say again? Okay. It's okay. <laughs> Mine, like, under the career paths, I have, like, the search for a purpose in that section that we're reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there, there's, like, two, sentence in, two sentences in, there's, like, a list of careers that go along with your type. More like... So mine are, like... Uh, It's no surprise then that many advocates gravitate towards work as counselors, therapists, psychologists, social workers, teachers, yoga instructors, lawyers, and spiritual leaders. This is under the initial career paths? Yeah. Like the first paragraph and then, see, because I have a sentence that starts out with, it's no surprise then 
that choosing a career path can leave people with this personality type <laughs> feeling overwhelmed or scattered. I didn't get oh, suggestions. <laughs> interesting. I didn't get any suggestions. Oh my god, mine has more. It says this explains why they are often drawn to careers in writing, creating many popular books, no. blog stories, video games, and screenplays. What? Interesting. It's just like you're too un- <laughs> indecisive. <laughs> they can't even... Literally. Even welcome... No. Really? That's so weird. I have so much more, too. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh, I'm, no, I hit that I'm one. first in each. No. Something's missing. No. Offer learn. Oh, okay. Campaigners also tend to be most motivated in careers that offer learning opportunities and room for creativity. That's true for you, for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Found it. Uh-huh. It was much, much further down for me. This explains why many campaigners are drawn to careers in nonprofits, public service, counseling, mm-hmm. education, customer or public relations, hospitality, media and entertainment, and the service industry. Wow. Job- yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was extremely accurate, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jobs in social media and communications can be an excellent fit for them as well, allowing them to balance creativity with a sense of human connection. May also gravitate towards scientific and technical fields where they can have a positive impact, such as human health and environmental science. Interesting. Hmm. Ooh, okay. I think I've said this in conversations many times before. For people with this personality type, few things are as demoralizing as a job where every day is the same. Predictability and repetition can make campaigners feel not only bored, but also a little disheartened. Interesting. We crave variety and they love, I love to ask questions. That's true. Yeah. How interesting. I feel like you, the, this part of your type, it makes sense. Like the parts that we've just been reading through, not the necessarily thing... like the challenger part of it. Okay. But the challenger was for, I'm the campaigner for the Myers. Oh, campaigner. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, but like, okay. I feel like everything makes sense except for the other characters that are like that, that's fair i think like i'm sorry is anna from frozen the same like everything i just said <laughs> olaf for that matter <laughs> olaf's having some hard career choices in his life lately <laughs> yeah. aladdin i mean i could see it for aladdin i think um yeah but everything else i'm like no yeah that makes sense yeah i i agree with you maybe i should look into my romantic relationships let's ad break and then we can <laughs> <laughs> let's make this a short 30 minute episode i know Oops. i knew it was gonna be longer than that especially if we both had a gummy because then we start tangenting um it's gonna be entertaining for you to listen through oh I, i'm sure it will be uh okay before we move on let's listen to a quick word about the brand sponsoring today's episode When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's continue the conversation. We're moving in to romantic relationships. 
in mm-hmm. your 16 personalities Myers-Briggs. Yada, yada. Mm, yada, yada, yada. Yes. You can go ahead first. Okay, I'm reading. I'm deciding if I identify with this or not. Oh. It says, I think maybe if I read it out, I don't relate to it, but I think you might be laughing because of it's very much so me. Okay. Okay. Um, it's hard to overstate just how much campaigners care about love. This is a passionate, warm, open-hearted personality type, one that brims with hopes and dreams, ideas, and experiences. And campaigners bring every ounce of this vibrant energy to their romantic relationships. Um, okay, many campaigners harbor a deep longing to share their lives with another person. As a result, these personalities may feel a bit empty or uninspired when they're single. While their, de- while their dedication to relationships is admirable, campaigners may need to guard against investing too much of their sense of self in their relationship status. Interesting. I don't... Um, I don't... Is, yeah, I don't yeah. align that with you. Okay, when I'm interested in, in someone I rarely hold back, I tend to fall in love easily and hard. Mm-hmm. And I love bomb, apparently. I shower the new flame with affection, trusting that the devotion and passion that they feel are real. Hmm. Well, well, this might. Oh, they generally don't shy away from long distance relationships in their minds. Physical distance is no match. Okay. Uh, I think that also has to do with like your lack of touch. (laughs) Yeah. Love language thing. Ooh. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. There's physical space, maybe. Mm hmm. Interesting. Very. Mine says advocates look for depth and meaning in their relationships and their romantic relationships are no different. This is a personality type known for having a vibrant, vivid imagination, but few advocates can imagine themselves settling for a match founded on anything less than true love (laughs) mood. Um, (laughs) It can take time for advocates to find a compatible partner mood. Mm -hmm. Some people might think that advocates are too choosy and it's true that these personalities can be prone to unrealistic expectations. Okay. With their perfectionistic, idealistic nature, advocates might be tempted to hold out for a perfect partner or relationship. That ultimately doesn't exist. Oh. <laughs> oh <no. laughs> the good news, advocates' idealism, if ba- balanced out with just enough realism, can actually enhance their love life. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I have high standards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> As you should. Um, I'm looking. Do you, is there more to read? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's more for me. I don't know okay. if you have more. No, I was. Oh. Oh, I have more. I'm done with um, mine. This helps the, sorry, I'm attuned to core values. Um, I avoid matches that aren't founded on authenticity or shared principles. Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I gravitate towards personalities, sorry, towards partners who appreciate me as I am. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. It's what we all want. I don't take relationships for granted. Uh yeah yeah cool some of these questions yeah like From okay this test? so uh i think just in general like a lot of okay. similar questions um so it's like on a scale when you're answering them it's like <laughs> yeah. very very likely or i really relate to this and then it's like a scale and it has like six buttons in between and then the other yeah. side is i do not relate to this at all and yeah. or this is not me 
and it goes by varying degrees. Yeah. So yeah. I found it. This probably reflects on my personality in general, and they maybe incorporate how, like, where you answer. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So, like, I mean, like, the fact that I very, I could not bring myself to do like all the way one way or all the way. Really, the way. I was in like I was like. I, everything that kept popping into my head was like, well, yeah, but in some of these cases or like, it, it depends on the situation, like for some things. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so I, I, I couldn't commit to like, yes, I am this or yes, I'm not like, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. I had to go some degree between. <laughs> that is very uh, similar to your, the, the part where it was like, yeah, I can't commit on a, on a work thing. Yeah. Career. Yeah. Interesting. I'm polarizing. I'm like, very yes. rarely did I answer on the inside. I did neutral for some of them. Like I did neutral for a couple of them. Middle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Full on middle. But other ones, I'm like, I completely disagree. And then I completely agree. Yeah. There's like rarely an in-between for me. I think that could just be part of um, my general impatience when I'm taking yeah. a test. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that one. This one. I don't want to think about it too much, maybe. There were some I definitely did answer in the in-betweens, but they were, like, not super crazy ones, you know, just where I'm like, I don't really agree and I don't really not agree, but I'm slightly more on one side than neutral. So I think most of, like, most of my response, immediate responses to these things, these questions were, I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. I don't know. I don't know myself. Shit. Oh no. <laughs> I need to take some time to journal and reflect, I think. And, Perhaps. Yeah. Get to know myself again, I think. That, um, that's a, a good thing, I think. Um and then um oh, so some of these questions I t- just took a screenshot. It, yeah. I liked this one. If I am honest, I feel that I am a bit better than other people. Uh, okay, me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I put that all the way probably. Yeah. Which I know, like, I know I'm not, right? <laughs> it's just uh, I have something in my little brain. <laughs> sometimes I have a superiority complex, and other times I'm literally the shit stain of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, and then I feel a deep sense of grief for what I have lost. No. Mm, that just kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. I am an unusual sort of person. See, I don't know how to answer that. Am I unusual or not? I think I said, I think I did, I put more towards uh, agree, but not intensely agree. Okay. See, for that one, I think I did neutral because I was like, no, in the grand scheme of things. And I reflected back on like anthropology and stuff and how similar we all are when it comes down to it. And it's it's like, nobody's unusual at all. I I don't know. You put deep thought into these answers. I was like, yeah. One. <laughs> I know. I overthink everything. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Do you, you have other? Do? I'm ready for love languages. Yeah, let's do love languages. Are you ready for love languages? Um, so I needed to have all of these things open on my laptop uh, and... instead of my phone. So I retook the love languages test just to try to go through and see the questions again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just trying to answer what I thought I answered yesterday when I took it for the first time. But it's very interesting because this time my results are different. different. But only slightly, only slightly. Yesterday, okay. you and I both ended up with words of affirmation being the highest number. Yes. This time, 
I had 30% quality time, 30% words of affirmation, 20 physical touch, 20 acts of service, zero on gifts. Oh, so I had like I had like almost perfectly aligned numbers. <laughs> interesting. Isn't that interesting? So I don't know what one out quality time more yeah. this time around than when I took it the first time cuz I had what what's your percentage for words of affirmation at top? 35. Okay. That's pretty high. <laughs> That is very high. Yeah. For and a then five way. Yeah. Quiz. Split. <laughs> yeah. And then I have 32% um, quality time. Okay. 16% gift giving. Okay. 13% acts of service. And a whopping okay. 3% for physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. My mom literally like put her hands on my shoulders, like giving like a light massage last night. And I just was like, I had to hold my tongue to not say, can you please stop touching me? Oh. <laughs> it's not even in romantic. It's just like my Welcome general... back to, are we autistic? <laughs> or just traumatized. <laughs> it's one of Which the is... two. Oof, yes. Which Place one? your bets today. Yeah, right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I got quality time up at the top this time with words of affirmation, mm-hmm. um, which I think is – I think the way that this panned out is very accurate. I think it, even before receiving gifts was on the bottom for me the first time I took it, I think I had like a 3% in that category. Right. Right. I think a lot of that leans itself towards I grow. I grew up with no money. So, so. Uh, physical things like items are not – like they don't matter that much yeah. to me. Um, except my books. <laughs> um, so that I that one makes complete sense. I, now here the interesting thing is is I love giving gifts. Mm, yeah, to anyone. Yeah, interesting. Just yeah. don't care about receiving them. Yeah, like I th- don't get me wrong. I like to receive a gift. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's fun. But a lot of them were like your partner randomly does this and this or like they weren't yeah like one was like your partner does more of the usual like house chores than normal to like help you out while you're stressed without Mm -hmm. asking or something like without you know saying they were gonna do that right 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 and so i was like that above all else what instead of like receiving a very nice gift from your partner like no No. (laughs) i'm sorry i'm I'm, i lean more towards service there yeah yeah. Um, I th- So I think it's funny that we both do have words of affirmation at the top, right? Yeah. How much of that – this is my first thought when I finished the test last night. How much of our words of affirmation love language category is because we have praise kinks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I actually do, though. Really? Oh, I do. No. <laughs> No, I don't know. I think words of affirmation is more so because, like, I thought you were going in a completely different direction, oh. and it's from fatherhood trauma or father <laughs> trauma, daddy issues, if you will, and not getting the like. <laughs> See, I don't know if maybe I just haven't like, um, become aware enough of myself sexually. I probably, okay. I think I might have like a praise kink in the closet. You know, and it's okay. just like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's waiting for you to come. It's grab just it. <laughs> waiting for me to figure it out. And, you know, uh, it but comes with academic validation. Like, I do does it not it. feel good when somebody says you did a great job in a class? 
Yes, it does. Okay, so it, yeah, but like I guess I've never explored that sexually. Sexually, yes, that's fair. That's fair. Well, interesting. We'll have to follow how... in six months. We should do this again. Same episode. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going with because I never got told I was good enough when I was a like, child. <laughs> no, I think it was kind of the opposite. I did get t- told that I was good, at least in school. So maybe that's not where. Yeah, see, I got it in some... But, like, from my parents in school is what I'm saying. Sorry. Like, academically, mm-hmm. I was yeah. told I did good. Yeah. Um, I think that's enough for this enough conversation. This. Oh, that, yeah. No, no for that problem. one. <laughs> yeah, we can move on. <laughs> um, where Where is your quality time? Is it under words of affirmation or is that acts of service? Um, quality time second for me. Yeah, okay. So mine's tied with words of affirmation for top. Um, I think in, uh, because I have the little description of like quality time in front of me, and it says in the vernacular of quality time, nothing says I love you, like full undivided attention. Oh, yeah. And that's, <laughs> sorry, I was like trying not to hiccup. <laughs> and I think that's key for me. Like one of the questions was like, you appreciate it when your partner is not on their phone right. the whole time. Yes, yes. That you guys are together. And that is my, like, number one pet peeve is people yeah. on phones when we're hanging out or whatever. Yeah. So I think, like, undivided attention is a very good way of describing why I like quality time. Yeah. <laughs> but I also like the ones where it was, like, you and your partner do your own hobbies together. Yeah. But in the like... same space. Mm-hmm. AKA he's gaming while you're binge reading an entire yeah, series. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I uh feel uh like I just don't like being alone. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Abandonment, it all ties in, <laughs> yeah, you know. Pretty much. <laughs> Speaking of, did you do your homework? Oh no. God damn I it, started Sam. I started the third. I'm reading the infernal devices for you right now. And You're doing this for you at, the, at this point. I know. This I know. Is not I'm on me at all. I have a feeling I will be done with it by the end of the weekend. Okay. So I, I, I totally I'll, forgot because I got you, so excited and I needed to get I finished last, the second one and picked up the third. <laughs> okay, last chapter and a half, record yourself. Okay, I will. I think we should make it a TikTok. I screenshotted when you told me to record myself the last chapter. Okay, yeah. I'm going to save that. And yeah. then when the time comes, I'll record myself in the la- reading the last chapter. Okay. I won't, I'm not going to say anything. Yep. I'm don't say, say anything. anything. Don't say anything. All yes. I've heard is my friend, friend of the pod, Gabby, also was telling me about this series. And she was like, this is the first book series that I cried at the end yep. of the book. Yep. I was like, okay, I don't want to know. <laughs> Yeah, dummy. <laughs> this Please. they use that scene for the um, the like the audio, the audio on TikTok was like, "Well, they hit the Pentagon. They hit the Pentagon. Like my parents yeah. coming to check on me." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that that was me though. I think that was like the first time. It's only happened twice that my mom had to come check on me and like, "What happened? Is everything okay?" <laughs> like the fuck, the fuck. <laughs> oh my god. I was, I'm very much enjoying it. So I like that right now we were in a high stress reading a lot yeah. of big things for a while. Yeah. And now we're like back to book per week again. Yeah. And, and, you know, in this fun episode, but yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I love being able to pick up whatever I want right now and just read it. I love having, hypothetically having enough time to do my homework. That's oh, what I love. Good. 
Do I do it? No, but it feels nice having the time to decide if I should do it. <laughs> mood, mood, so, mood, mood. One thing I wanted to talk about because I've seen oh, yeah. What's that? a few things mm-hmm. um, regarding like love languages and stuff on TikTok oh, yeah. about how they're like really problematic. Oh, okay. And so I kind of looked it up and like, why is, or why are five love languages bad? Why is, is it why is or why are? If you're going to say are the five love languages bad. Why are, yeah. Okay. So why are they bad? And the, okay. So the author of the book. um, Oh, there was a book. It was, it came out in a book in like this came from 1995. It hasn't been around that long. Gary Chapman. Yes, Mr. Chapman. And so I guess the people who... (laughs) What? I'm sorry. The books are at the bottom of the test screen, and the last one is the five love languages military edition. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) That's hilarious. Okay. Um, So I guess more common like so i guess if you actually read the whole book you get what was intended for this it's all about like so the five love languages are words of um his book oh really my partner is not me that's the core idea of this and Mm -hmm. the thing so it's like people were frustrated because i guess it was just like it became kind of therapy buzzwords you yeah. know, that just float mm-hmm. around and people be like, like gaslighting is one right now where absolutely. And I think there are quite a few more cases of gaslighting than uh, meets the eye, but every, like everything is gaslighting right now. Yeah. Um, so the five love languages kind of became normalized without the full understanding of why they're important or okay. like the core of that behind them. And so people have been frustrated of like, I guess this it becomes like a dumbed down version of this mm-hmm. and it can like oversimplify things and not actually be helpful. That makes sense. So that's the, I think the criticism with the five love languages. It's also important to remember um, they usually change throughout your life. And, right. um, and what else? And they can like work, like the way they work together and stuff. Um, I don't know. Oh, they can get used for storekeeping, scorekeeping. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And they can change. They don't always have to be given to us by others. I don't know exactly what that means. But ultimately, like, it made sense of, like, wait, like, these are a little more, like, nuanced. It's not as, like, clear cut as this. And, like, oh, this is just what I need. And, but then, okay, I'm too high for this now. Um, yeah. That's my final thoughts on that. <laughs> No, I I had thoughts and <clears throat> so now I can't think. <laughs> that's okay. That's all right. But yeah, um, so that's the love languages. Interesting. Man, we're at an hour. I was gonna, as a joke, but only half a joke, suggest we take the BDSM quiz. <laughs> I can't do that right now. I was thinking <laughs> that too. Oh, it's okay. Um, what did I say we should do at the end of the, the episode? Buzzfeed quiz. Oh yeah, let's pick a Buzzfeed quiz. Okay. I got your thank you note. Oh, you did. That was so fast. Should I start a really bad note? You hang up. No, you hang up and send you a thank you for your thank you card. Card. 
I bought a hundred. Go ahead, do your worst. <laughs> do your worst. I bought one hundred thank See, you cards. But I'm the cre- I'm creative, and so I'm gonna hand make all of them from printer paper. <laughs> and I will outlast you. <laughs> Bet. I'm not doing that. Did I know you you'll win. No. Yes. What's going on do not disturb. <laughs> Found it. Okay. Okay, I'm open. I opened it. Question one: Choose a table. Mm. I like that one. I'm gonna go with this one. <gasps> Choose an appetizer. Wait. Okay. Ow! Why does my arm hurt? Oh, I spilled too far. Ooh, wait. This Bacon wrapped Brussels sprouts. That, that sounds, sounds good. Am this I going against my own culture different. if I don't say chips and salsa? Mm-hmm. Oh. I would choose a different thing depending on the restaurant. <laughs> like that's the fair. vibes are different. That's you can't fair. compare chips and salsa and rolls to very, very. Rolls are so good. Okay, that's rolls. But only if it's a good roll. Fuck. I know. I'm okay, gonna say entree. Entree. Fuck steak is a good one. Dumplings. That's not an entree. That's an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> Tacos, a hundred percent every time. I honestly, like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a gal. I realized. What drink? And there's no alcohol here. <laughs> milk. Who would milk? choose milk? Ooh, oh, a dessert. Um, okay. No flan. Ugh. Racist. Literally. Cupcake. I love cupcakes. Pie. Red velvet cupcakes, that list. cupcake specifically. Just a few close friends. Is this friends, just for a buffet? Everyone who knows me. Is this just like who's going to dinner with you? Oh, I want one of those really tense enemies to lovers one where they're sitting at opposite ends of the feast table and they're super far away from each other and they're just glaring at each other. So I'm doing just me and my significant other. Boom. <laughs> oh, I just got a hiccup. Um... Okay, Dude, who's, like who's your person? I'm Tiana. Okay. I, I'm here for it. Princess I'm Tiana. For it. it serves me right for wishing on stars. The only way to get what <laughs> you want in this world is through hard work. I got Mulan. Ooh. There's no... I didn't... I just got like a... Oh, did you get a quote from the movie? Yeah. Okay. I've heard a great deal about you, Mulan. You stole your father's armor, ran away from home... <laughs> Impersonated a soldier, (laughs) deceived your commanding officer, dishonored the Chinese army, destroyed my palace, and you have saved us all. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Please take pity on me. Hmm. Uh, Now what? (laughs) I don't know. I want to do it. Okay, I was was kind of thinking that. I kind of was thinking that, but I didn't want to. Okay, okay. Let's pick another one. You want to do another food one? Let's um, do like a Game of Thrones one. Do they have a Game of Thrones quiz? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm about to re-enter my Game of Thrones phase. I think I'm going to read them all and then read the one that's based that the new prequel thing okay. show is going to be based on. Which Game of Thrones house were you destined to be in? Mm. Okay, I'll send it to you. I kind of know what I, sh- what I want to get. So if I don't, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> I forgot all of them, honestly. Okay. Oh, which quote would you take as your house's words? Okay. There's no place like home. 
you could have any magical ability, what would you choose? Wait, you're going so fast. I'm sorry. I can't choose these. Okay. I'll choose that one. Okay, but if you choose bow and arrow for your weapon, they're just going to put you in whatever the name is. Stark. Oh, true. What would you reach for at for a and the dagger for first at a feast? Mm. I don't. There are so many character names right now. I don't know. (laughs) What What do I be? What am I accused of being? I don't know. I just picked a a random one on that one. What's lewd? What's on couch? I don't know these words right now. This isn't working. <laughs> Un- unco- uncouth. 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 Isn't that kind of like rude or something? Mm. The wine. What would you reach for first? <laughs> That's what I clicked on. <laughs> what would you name your first one? Oh. Wait, I want to know who you chose. Who? What would you name your firstborn? Uh, I don't remember anybody's name in these in the show, so I picked uh Baron. Oh, you want a boy? I see. Oh, I don't. I mean, like I do, I do, but I don't. Right? But I didn't think that far into it. I chose Visenya. Which would you want most in your castle? Oh, good! I got the house I wanted to get. Ah. But that makes sense. I very much align with this house. Okay. Finally, how will you ensure the survival of your house? See, okay, I have an an initial reaction of this is how, like, oh, yeah, that one. But then I'm like, no. What did you get? I'm, I haven't, I'm deciding on my last one right now. Oh, oh. I thought you meant, like, you got your results and you had an initial reaction. No. Okay. It's like, even just to one question. Um, I got Stark. That's me too. Me oh, too. you did? Yeah. That's I think aligned... That's like that's like what? calling yourself I... a Gryffindor. <laughs> I think I align the most with House like, Stark. Oh, yeah, I'm a Gryffindor. I'm like Harry. Um, I don't even know what Hogwarts house I am. I guess we could find out. <laughs> okay, last one. The ultimate bookish BuzzFeed quiz. Yes. I have not been in the Harry Potter you universe should... <laughs> in a long time. What did this what does all this mean? <laughs> See, it's what I would actually do versus what my ideal version of myself would do. <laughs> I don't remember what any of the spells mean. I do stupefy because it doesn't kill them. Why do you know this? <laughs> oh, I just zoned out. Okay. Oh, uh, what? Nothing. Never mind. Okay. I'm almost done. How many questions? This is goddamn quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking a long time. Hang on. Oh my god. Okay, I got. I'm done. Okay. I'm. Hang on. Oh, I'm only like halfway. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> question are you on that's cheating they can't ask at the end which one you identify them because it, it, you you have to say don't you because it takes ah, into account that's... your preferences what did you get oh 
like it. It's a little Gryffindor. Really? Yeah. Basic. No, I'm I know. <laughs> I'm a Ravenclaw, which I think makes sense. Yeah, I'm 27% Ravenclaw. I'm 40% Ravenclaw, 23% Gryffindor. Embarrassing. Why am I such a basic bitch? (laughs) Well, now we know. Um, Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll revisit this episode idea in like every six months, at least the Enneagram one, maybe. See how we're doing. Yeah, I think that'd be funny. Um, Any further remarks? Mm, no this went way longer than we intended it's okay that I'm sounds gonna, like monday gonna, sam's problem I know, you're gonna be texting me on monday while you're editing and like, what the fuck was this yes. bullshit <laughs> uh, i think that's where we're gonna leave it for this episode before we part we just like to thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode i encourage you to leave a review on whichever platform you're listening on if applicable if you have any further questions regarding topics discussed throughout the episode, feel free to join our Hardcover Hose Discord server via the link in the show notes or send us an email at, G- at what? <laughs> at hardcoverhosepod at gmail.com. <laughs> feel free to recommend books to cover in future episodes as well. As always, I am Sam Vixen. I'm Sammy Scorstad. And this has been an episode of Hardcover Hose. If you enjoyed this listening experience and you'd like to follow along with us next time, the next book on our to be read list is. Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Until we meet again, enjoy your reading.